You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Ask Drone You. Welcome to the show. My name is Paul. And my name is Rob, and we are so grateful that you're here with us today. This is episode 946, having a ball, waiting for spring, because it's still a little cold outside. Paul's typing an email. <laughs> hey, baby, that's multitasking. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Looking at me, trying to pretend that he's not. <laughs> that was a deep stare with no yeah. look. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you for being with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Hope we have a good show for you today. I would say that is the fastest way to piss off an older person. What's is that? Is be like frantically typing on the keyboard and then have a conversation with them. And they're like, how are you doing this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a, an issue of paying attention to the person that you're talking to. I'm looking him. I looked you square in the eye. <laughs> that doesn't mean you were paying attention. Well, the human brain can handle 120 megabits of information per second, which is the equivalent of two conversations. That's all? The equivalent of two conversations? Uh -huh. I've tried listening to two conversations at once, though, and it's extremely difficult. Yeah, I can't do it for very long. No, maybe like 10 seconds. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about another complex issue. Um, our question today has been brought up again by a local here in Albuquerque and someone I've actually never met and maybe he'll stop by the office sometime when go fly and have some fun. I always love that, which we do on Friday mornings. That being said, uh, today's question brings us back to flying over Native American lands or reservation lands. Um, and if you Google flying over Indian reservations, there is this paper, Why Indian Tribes Possess the Sovereign Authority to Regulate Tribal Airspace, written by W.M. Hanley. Sir, I really hope you don't have a bar license because this guy essentially says that all tribal lands have the sovereign authority to control airspace and it just directly violates uh, the FAA and their authority. In addition, you could very, very easily completely combat his entire pace, which is at digitalcommons.law.ou. And I'm sorry, Oklahoma University, but you really need to take this paper down. Um, digitalcommons.law.ou.edu, why Indian tribes possess the sovereign authority to regulate tribal airspace. If tribes did have the authority to regulate tribal airspace, then why isn't American Airlines, uh, United Airlines, and Delta asking the tribes for permission to land in Page, Arizona, which is an airport that's surrounded by sovereign territory um, of Navajo Nation, or Flagstaff, or Albuquerque, or Durango, or hmm, Phoenix Airport, do we know that they don't? Like, there's not some agreement They're, built into don't. the airport no. charter or something? No, they don't. Yeah, they don't need their permission to land um, or fly through the airspace because they do it every single day. I mean, just look right. up Flight Radar 24 and look at all the planes that are over Navajo Nation land. Sure. I guarantee you they didn't squawk down and be like, uh, so, Nancy 704 Zulu uh, requesting airspace approval. And then, yeah. and they say no, turning left. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, Navajo Nation here, and uh, the turnaround bogey. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but um, 
<laughs> that was my aviation radio voice. Of, of a native gentleman? No, I wasn't trying to go there. Oh, okay. I know you okay. can rock that accent really no. well. <laughs> no. I'm not going to try Not it. here, I can't. No, I know you can't. But, um, um, so in the, in the paper that you're referring to, is there any mention of a certain shelf of airspace, or is it just got, generally speaking? They are just generally speaking, okay. and I mean, you can literally pull up the Federal Register and say, yeah. well, then how about this? And I actually sent this paper to my family's law firm, and I said, guys, before I go off and like on a tangent about this, can you like help me understand whether you think this has any legal, like any anything that's good? And I got two comments back. They were like, first of all, it's a very biased paper. Um, second of all, it, it's very easily uh, legally uh, contradicted, and there's case law to contradict it. So it's like, okay, so there's a precedent already. This guy is just like flat out wrong. Okay. So, yeah, I mean. So that being said, there's there's no authority of the tribes to keep people from flying in the airspace. Correct. Now, there but, is an authority to keep people from trespassing right. or taking off and landing. So let's go ahead and play the question because I've found some comments from a retired police chief of an Indian reservation, the Gila River. And I wanted to kind of talk about what he had mentioned. I want to talk about some of my personal experiences. And also, I want to talk about some experiences from another local company here in town um, that's been working with these nations. So I'd, uh, let's go ahead and play the question. Hey, my name's uh, Mike from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I know you're in the same area. I've always been curious about recording over Indian reservation land using my drone. There's been many times I've been driving by the highway and I really wanted to get some great shots, but it's gonna be an Indian reservation land. And I know that's kind of a thorny issue. And I was wondering if you had any do's and don'ts on that or if you've had any experience at all regarding that. By the way, I have to say, this sounds like Mike, who's the air traffic controller over at Double Eagle Airport. Hmm. And I really don't like him. <laughs> okay, so we're going to assume that it's not him. <laughs> no, he's just one of those like old guys who just really doesn't appreciate working with people on last-minute things to make things work. No pathway to getting uh, quick uh, airspace approval. He's just all old school. What he thinks is by the book, but when I actually mentioned the law to him, it was uh, it was very interesting hearing his silence. So maybe that's why the FAA stopped by the office yesterday to be like, hey, I heard you gave Mike a hard time over <laughs> air traffic control. It's like, well, uh, there's the law and then there's the law. So if that's giving him a hard time, then uh, okay. I so, don't know. He came and said, is there anything I can do for you? Let me know. I know. They're super helpful, Like, and I'm really appreciative of that. But I have no problem calling out air traffic controllers who give drone pilots a hard time for absolutely no reason. So, sure. um, Anyway, because I think that relationships between ATC and drone pilots can really pave a way for a safe, conductive airspace. You know? Absolutely. When you close the gate and you close the door and say, no one can fly here, that's how you open the door to everyone saying, well, if you don't want to work with us and you have the legal right to do so, we may just go around. And I know a lot of other people have done that. I have not done that. Um, but uh, I think that it's important for everyone in the aviation community to work together as this is about, you remember, the, the safety of the national airspace system. Anyway, let's get into Navajo Nation. Okay, so one thing I think is really important is that even though the FAA does have sovereign control over the airspace, the Navajo Nation and other Indian tribes or native, I like to say Native American tribes, whenever I think of an Indian, I think of someone from India. Yeah. And it wasn't until I moved to New Mexico that everyone was calling Native Americans Indians. And even in college, I was like, well, why don't, 
why don't you say like Native Americans? Like that's yeah. what we learned in in high school, like on the East Coast. And so anyway, yeah. It's let me important. let me just say this really quick. The Navajo Nation and the Indian Nations, though, do have sovereign territory over their land, and they can control taking off and landing from their land. Now, if you take off and land from a public or a federal highway, or you're on the side of a road that is like public, uh, what is it called, public easement, if you are following OSHA rules and you have flashers on your truck and you're pulled over and everything, it's totally okay. But I want to read something by an officer, the old chief of police of the Gila River um, Indian Nation, who said, uh, someone says, you know, I want to go out and fly the, this area, blah, 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 blah. I know they don't have control over the airspace, but I don't want to piss people off. And people talk about what's legal versus right. And this guy, who is the old chief of police, said, try asking, explaining that you'll fly around it from a respectful distance. They love it when outsiders show respect by asking. I had a unit with sworn officers called rangers, their only job was to patrol in 4x4s looking for trespassers and archaeological violations. As a non-Indian, it sickened me to see outsiders think nothing of sneaking into the res and start digging for pottery to sell to collectors, which is a federal offense. Thus, the Indians are very sensitive to trespassing. In the process, the thugs would desecrate graves and toss their remains around like garbage. Oh, my gosh. So the, the Navajo Nation, the Indian, other Indian reservations and nations have a history of dealing with people who have defaced their land. And that's sacred to them. They view land yeah. very, very differently than how Western culture does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, we have to respect that. So honestly, like I've, uh, I know that another local company here in town, in fact, I need to call John uh, soon, was working with the Navajo Nation on doing like volumes and mapping. And even for a while, we were, I mean, this is one of the very first jobs that I, I did long, 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 long time ago where they were doing humate exploration. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they are very, very aware of the benefits of drones. Right. And I know that the Navajo Nation, um, I think it was the Begay administration, uh, was looking at utilizing drones more and more and more. That administration has recently um, cycled over to the new president. I don't know his name. But I don't either. Anyway, they were always open with us. I mean, they were they were very, very kind. Now, I have flown in areas with other people where we have been like really scrutinized by local Indian tribal police and no offense, but they're scary, right? You go to, I mean, like if something happens to you on tribal land, it's a totally different experience than anywhere else. And to me, that's a little scary. So, well, because technically they are their own nation, right? Yes. So yes, they are. Yeah. We were like, well, we're on public land. We're not trespassing. We just want to take pretty pictures. I like showed him all the pictures we had taken and he was like, man, not a big deal. Yeah. But he was pissed like, you know, because trespassing is a really big deal. Well, it's something they've had to deal with for a long time. And so, yeah, I think their initial reaction is get this guy the heck out of here. Yeah. Right. They're just trying to protect their land, as you're saying. Yeah. So you just have to know that going in. True. And I think that you also have to be very respectful and say that I understand that there's been a long history of people messing with you guys and your culture. And I honestly think Native American culture is really cool. It's very cool. Yeah, there's just some really incredible history there. Yeah. When I first came to UNM, they had uh, when I like for orientation, it was during the... um, the, is it the Great American Powwow, the one that's here in Albuquerque? At the Each, pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh huh. It's amazing. And yeah, it was. It was like, whoa, this the, is the so cool. The pomp and circumstance, and the dancing, and the costumes, and the the culture, and the history. It's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, it really is. And as someone who's traveled the world, I love learning about new cultures and yeah. people yeah. because you're able to connect with them and just really understand the differences in ideology that shape their environment. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like we talk about people coming from other countries and wanting them to respect American culture, you know, whatever that means to you, because America's got so many different cultures, essentially. We have to offer that same respect. We do. This direction. And they can control taking off and landing. I have not seen anything that is a blanket ban at all. I have not seen that. Um, but this would definitely be a good case where you would want to use like the Legal Flyer app because you would get, if you could work with, let's say um, you were working with someone who lives on the reservation and you got permission from them to take off and land through the app. You had made that little contract. They signed off on it. If a police officer, LEO, came up to you asking questions, boom, there's your legal proof that you had permission to take off and land. Yeah. Um, but if you are on the easement of a federal highway right. or public land, it's a it it's a whole new ball game. So, so, but that cannot be. I just want to clarify that cannot be. Let's say an Indian reservation highway. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV or radio. But I'm not sure that the easement of a highway that's strictly on uh, reservation land. I'm thinking of the one that's between Kayenta and 161 in Arizona. I think mm-hmm. it's Navajo Nation Road 55. It's one of my favorite roads in all of America. Really? Yeah, because, huh. well, let's just say I was doing probably five miles an hour over the speed limit on that road, and I got dusted by a cop, maybe like literally doing 50 to 60 miles an hour over the speed limit. Wow. <laughs> and it's one of those roads where you just have horses and cows just walking across the road and... Yeah, because there are different distinctions of highways. For example, the highway between here and the the northern border, 550 of New Mexico, right? That's going through lots of in, in mm-hmm. reservation land. But it's but, also a federal highway. Right. So, so that one would probably be okay. Yes, I would yeah. imagine so. But it's sort of the interior highways that you're referring to, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I would say that... Legally speaking, the Navajo Nation, Indian reservations in general, cannot limit you from flying, but they can limit you from taking off and landing. And if you want to do the right thing, which I hope that you do want to do the right thing, I would go into the local government office or the police station or something, just get, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, fly and then get permission. This is one of those cases where you really don't want to do that. But in this case, if you're just, say, I'm driving between here and, again, say Durango, and I see that the sun is setting, about to set perfectly, and I just want to pull off the side of the road, I'm in the middle of reservation, I would assume that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal, and I would not be asking for permission for that as I've covered my butt in every direction as far as taking off, landing. You know, don't go beyond visual line of sight, obviously, because that's where you can get yourself in trouble. Right. Um, All those things. And that's also another, like, this is another perfect example of why having that, like, high-vis vest on with your Mm -hmm. uh, remote pilot certificate in your, like, cop's badge, you know, like, Right. right here that says, look, I know the rules. I know what I'm doing. You know, and and I love the the vest too that say will answer questions when landed. Right. <laughs> Do not disturb. So I would say, as far as respect is concerned, it's definitely um, the right thing to do to get permission to -hmm. take off and land from anywhere on a reservation. Very, very, very important. I will say that everyone that I've dealt with has been very open, Mm -hmm. not had an issue. And again, you know, we see from this guy who used to be the chief of police 
um, Luis Martinez, uh, he says, you know, look, what's legal and right are two different things. You know, you want to make sure that you ask exactly. permission. Yeah. So, in fact, he says here, as a retired chief of police of the Indian Reservation, I would advise you that tribal governments are very sensitive to their sovereignty and sacred grounds. I would contact their local tribal government or their police department and ask for permission. The tribes appreciate a show of respect by asking. He says, perhaps offer a nice video the tribe could use for their own purposes that may sweeten the request. I'm sure someone here would reply with, they don't own the airspace, do what you want. In that case, go with God. (laughs) And he does (laughs) the crazy eyes emoji. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But he's got a good point, you know, they're very sensitive to that and they're probably going to be really strong and intense about it. But the last thing I want to say is if you remember the demonstrations um, up north, I believe it was in North Dakota for the pipeline, Native Americans were flying drones left and right to document what was going on. And I think that was a showcase that they see the technology as beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. So, And I would mention that, too, when you ask for permission. Just say, you know, use that normative leverage. Just say, you know, I've seen you guys using drones and, you know, during the demonstrations and whatnot. And I, I think that you would agree that they're useful tools. And what we're trying to do is capture some beautiful aerial footage to showcase your area, which is amazing. Exactly. We'd be even happy to give you some of the shots if you're willing to let us take off and land, which, you know, we would appreciate your your blessing. Yeah. And more times than not, I'm sure you're going to get a positive response. Just remember, it's always about how you go about it. Yep. So, 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 so important. Absolutely. Been talking to all my kids. I always talk to them about that. But this morning, one of my daughters, she said, well, I think one of my other kids said, good morning. And she's like, good morning. And then she goes, oops, never mind. Good morning. She caught herself <laughs> and corrected. Gosh, she's better than me. <laughs> because it's how you say it. And we go over that and over that and over that. And obviously, this is no exception. So anyways, do you have a question? Go to askdroneu.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear, what do you want to see on the podcast? What would you like us to talk more about? Obviously, you can do that through a question. But if there's just a subject that you want us to talk about, let us know. We'd be very interested in hearing what's on your minds. Yes, we would. And also, um, I would love to hear back from Mr. William Haney about his article concerning the uh, protecting tribal skies, why Indian tribes possess the sovereign authority to regulate airspace. They don't. It's a very easy legal argument to say that they don't, but they do control taking off and landing. As someone who doesn't have my bar license, I'm deeply disappointed in you, sir, who may have one. So um, please give us a call. Let's have a nice, respectful conversation about, uh, I love debating. Like, I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, please come on the show. Let's do this nicely. Let's do it objectively. But I I think I'm ready to to put this argument into bed. All right. Awesome. Anyway, guys, I hope that helps answer the question. I hope we delivered the answer in a way that uh, didn't offend anyone. Although I will say, I think doing what's right is always right. Uh, But having and knowing your legal rights is also important. But it's also just as important to be able to communicate that objectively and without emotion uh, when you are trying to fly and when you are working with LEOs. So again, guys, thank you very much for joining us for this show. And we will see you tomorrow or next week whenever you care to join us. Please leave us a review and leave us a question, as Rob said. But that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. 
We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.